Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, welcome back to season four of the Move the Ball podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. Real quickly, if you haven't already done so, be sure that you follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode. We've got such amazing guests lined up for this season. Now, to kick off season four, I'm really excited to bring you round two of my conversation with Chris Leak, who is a former college and professional quarterback. Chris definitely kept the ball moving, and among his many, many accomplishments, he led the Florida Gators to win a national championship. Currently, Chris owns a quarterback academy called Airstrike Passing Academy, where he trains and coaches youth, high school, college, and pro quarterbacks to help them take their game to the next level. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you may remember Chris from season one, and even though a lot has changed over the past four seasons, his insights on awareness, reflection, the daily grind, managing your energy, and why he thrives on the uncertainty of football are gold nuggets that you need to hear. This season, we're on a mission to get stuff done. So if you're on that path too, here's your playbook. You ready? Let's go. Chris, it's so great to have you back on the show and inside the huddle with us. How are you? Hey, Jennifer. Appreciate you having me on. I know it's been a while since season one, but I've been watching and listening to you and your podcast and your progress. And I've been just always inspired and just always looking forward to getting back on. So I'm happy to come back on for season four. It's an exciting time. Well, thank you. And for those that don't know, you were actually my very first guest when we launched Move the Ball back on February 3rd, 2020. And it's hard to believe that that was three years ago. The time just goes by quickly and we've already done over 240 episodes. So it's pretty incredible how far we've progressed in the last three years. It shows you the growth and the hard work and dedication and consistency that you've had all these years. And just a testament to who you are. And I'm happy people get to kind of see that now. And as you continue to grow, it'll be even bigger and better. Oh, thank you so much. And I've got to say, too, that you've always been a great friend. You've always believed in me and in this Move the Ball movement, especially when others didn't really see that value way back early on. And so I've always appreciated just your friendship and you just being a great colleague and supporting me in whatever projects that I look to get involved in. Some of them, I'm sure you're shaking your head when we've been on phone calls thinking, what is she doing? But I always appreciate you just supporting me and what I've been trying to do with Move the Ball. Oh, absolutely. And we've known each other for many years, and you know that I'm somebody that likes to be intentional and deliberate with what she does. And as I was getting ready for season four of the show and thinking about who I wanted to bring on as the first guest to really set the tone for the season and, of course, have a great show because you always do a fantastic job, I immediately thought of you. So I really do appreciate you being here with us. 
And something else about season four, I spent a lot of time thinking about my goals for the season, what I wanted to do with it. And my podcast team and I were on many phone calls and Zooms about how we just continue to elevate and make a bigger impact. And so I'm looking forward to our convo because I think there's a lot of topics in today's show that you'll be giving some great nuggets. And I'm just excited for us to have a chat. Before we go there, though, I want to ask you, we're in a new year. And a lot of people think as we get into a new year, it's new year, new me, what am I going to do to really make this a great year? What most excites you about 2023? And what are those big things that you're planning on doing this year? Well, I think a new year always brings more opportunity and more things that people can do to grow within themselves and help others. So that's always something that I look forward to doing is growing year in and year out. Something that always stuck with me year after year is one of the coaches I've always looked up to is Bill Walsh. And he would always talk about how you had to reinvent yourself every year. So a lot of introspection, a lot of seeing the things that you want to get better at every day and throughout the year and to set up a process in order to get there. So I always thought that was really important from year to year that you're able to see the things that you need to improve on. You do a lot of self-evaluation and look at ways that you can continue to grow yourself and help others grow as well. So it's always been something I've always looked at and it's always been really helpful for me moving forward from year to year. And I think those who are really successful at whatever their craft is they do those things. They do a lot of introspection, a lot of reflection, a lot of looking at how should they reinvent themselves? How do they need to continue to grow so that they can achieve not only success for themselves, but how they enable their teams or just the people in their communities to also get better and be better? Well, the great thing now, I think, especially with technology and what you can do, the things that you can do from your phone alone is that the information's out there. There's there's a lot of information for you to, whatever you want to do, whatever field you want to be in, there's information out there to help you. It's just a matter of spending the correct time and energy towards those things, towards those goals every day. And just trying to, as you would say, move the ball one step at a time and make sure you're making progress one step at a time. As long as, whether it's a big step or small step, As long as you keep moving forward, that's the goal. That's the key to having and seeing the change that you want and need throughout the year and throughout your walk of life. I completely agree with that. But I want to add something onto it because you know that I recently released my latest book, Dominate the Game. And when I was writing the book last year, I really was thinking about this whole move the ball movement is about, you know, just move the ball forward every single day, whether it's a foot, an inch, a yard, you get a touchdown, just keep moving. But the one thing that I also thought about, or there were many things, but one thing in particular was it's not just just about trying the bare minimum, like, oh, Jen says, I just got to move the ball. So let me just do a little bit. It's really about even if you only do a little bit every day, that's great. But don't get in this lax mentality of I only have to move it a tiny bit. It's really about, you know, life is hard. Life is tough. So if all you get to do is a little progress, that's okay. But I don't want people to be like just in that mindset that I only need to just barely get through. And so with Dominate the Game, it's really about elevation and pushing boundaries and really getting to that next level. If you just move it a little bit, that's great. But don't lose sight of how can I move it even further the next day or when I'm in a state that things are better and I can really look to dominate. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think that really comes into the evaluation process of yourself in whatever field that that person might be in. And yeah, you have to have 
really good self-awareness and awareness of your whatever field that you're in so that you understand when it's time to step it up a little bit and when it's time to, you know, maybe I need to sit back and self-reflect a little bit more. And so I can take two steps forward. So it's a funny dynamic of understanding when to take that big step and when to take a small step. All that is part of that journey that we call life and in our professions and whether it's personal or business. So it's an ever flowing thing I like to look at. Uh, every day. And it's part of the journey. It's part of the adventure as well. And you and I have spent a lot of time over the years talking about football topics, but not only football X's and O's and things like that, but also on the lessons and the things that football has taught us both to continue to grow and develop in our respective fields. And so I just want to take a step back. And I know football has been a huge part of your life for your entire life as it has been for mine in a different way. What about the sport really excited you and got you passionate about it early on? Well, it was my dad was a huge part of me being even involved in football. He played for the Green Bay Packers, was drafted back in 1976, played with guys like Bart Starr, went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, played for guys like Terry Bradshaw. Tony Dungy at the time was a young coach. So he was around a lot of great men Men who, you know, that we know today as being having really, really good leadership qualities. And those things were instilled a lot into myself and my brother growing up because obviously we were part of the football part of the family. He instilled a lot of those values in us. So growing up, football was kind of something that we just grew to love and grew to love into and going to football games. And I was destined to have football play some type of role within my life. It was something that I was going to use to get to where I wanted to be personally, business-wise, spiritual, mental, psychological, all those things. So it's been a great tool and a blessing for me to be able to use to grow throughout my life. That's one thing that I've tried to do throughout my life is now with my academy, I can now help go and help develop young men through the game of football to whatever they want to do, whether they want to become a lawyer, a doctor, you know, an engineer. So football has always been a great avenue and a great stepping stone to something more for a lot of people. And I've been very fortunate. It's been a very great blessing to me my entire life. And whether you play football and end up going to play professionally or you become a pro in the career of life in some business profession. I mean, there's so many things that football can do to help prepare you for success and wherever you go next. And you've been someone who's been at the top of your game ever since you were young. I mean, you led your high school team to three consecutive state championships. You broke national records, set many North Carolina state records. That success continued at the University of Florida. You won a natty there. You were named BCS championship offensive MVP. And I could go on and on with the list. But one thing that I talk about a lot is dominating the game is all about differentiation and separation, meaning that it's about what differentiated value do you bring and how are you setting yourself apart from others at the table and against your competition, but also what do you do differently that others don't do in terms of habits and practices done consistently that really help you to be at the top of the game and to dominate? Share with us, what are some of the things that you started doing early on in your life and continue to do to just ensure your success? Well, I'll tell you this, and I, I share this with anyone who asks me this question. It's a very common question. What's the key? What's the secret? A, a lot of people like love to ask that question, but it seems very cliche. It's not the most exciting answer, but you hear it a lot in a lot of people's messages when you read books and things like that. And my message is the same, is you got to set yourself a plan 
And then you have to believe in that plan, have faith in it, follow it through, and then be willing to outwork everybody. The secret is in the hard work. And you have to, at times, put blinders on and focus on controlling what you can control in your mindset and just keep moving forward in that direction. Before you know it, you'll get to a place where you want it to be or sometimes even above and beyond. I was fortunate to have a dad that kept me focused. And that's the other thing is having people around you that are going to continue to help you grow and to push you in the right direction. I think having that wisdom and understanding is very, very important. So it's bottom line is, is doing the work. And and a lot of people don't like to hear that. It's the hard work speaks for itself. It's very simple. It's very repetitive at times. However, there's no secret except for working as hard as you possibly can in the field and through your passion, through your talent, through your gift that's been given to you. And I think too, a lot of people confuse being busy with I'm working hard because I'm here, I've got my calendar filled with all these activities. And it's really important to evaluate, are those the right activities for whatever field you're in to help you get to that next level? Because people, they a lot of times think, okay, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to work till 10 p.m., 11 p.m. and I'm just going to grind, grind, grind. Well, are you grinding on the right things or not? And oftentimes people are just making themselves busy. A, I don't subscribe to the wake up at five and work till you drop dead. I think it's really about being effective with the time that you set out for work and working on the things that are most effective for whatever business or career or field that you're in. And there is a chapter in the book called Manage the Game Clock, which goes into more detail on that. One other thing you reminded me uh, was that, as you know, you are also included in Dominate the Game in a chapter called Trust the Process, which is something that you and I talk about often. We talked about it on the show on that very first episode as well. And something that you said back then, you said, I think a lot of times, especially in today's culture, we're so results-driven instead of process-driven. If you focus on the process, if you fall in love with the process, the results will come. So let's unpack that a little bit more. And you talked earlier about like setting your plan, believing in that plan, and sticking with it. Along with the plan is you have a process to achieve whatever it is you're looking to accomplish. And so Things don't always go the way we want. We've seen just the last couple of years alone how much uncertainty and events that have made us adapt and shift as a country, as a globe. And so how do you continue to trust that process when there's a lot of uncertainty or things that happen that are outside of your control? Oh, I can tell you this, and this is due to, I mean, obviously I read a lot of books and your book, Dominate the Game, Move the Ball, even your podcast is really one of the commonalities that you can say that I've learned through all these different avenues is that you have, and you hit on it on the head a little bit, is you have a certain amount of time and energy every day and how you effectively use that time with the energy that you have. So if you have something and you use a lot of energy of it in the morning, guess what? You're going to have a little less energy going in the afternoon and in the evening time. So understanding your schedule, understanding your time, how to manage your time. And this is something that I learned first thing and foremost in college when I got to college is understanding my time management, where that energy had to be every day. Because once that energy is gone and you continue to try to work on things, you're going to work at a less efficient rate. And so it's really, really important to understand what energy level you do have 
and where you need to put that if that time effective work into those and within that process. So I think that's one thing that's been very, very common for me as I've grown throughout the years, understanding what my process is and how to best execute it, I think is really, really important. I think that's great. Now, you mentioned earlier your academy where you get to help develop the next generation of young men into adults, as well as to help them increase their proficiency at the quarterback position. When you started your business, walk us through that journey of the beginning of it and how you grew your business and what were some of the things that you put into place to really help ensure your success? Well, I'll tell you, since like 2009, you know, I really felt like there was something that was needed as far as quarterback development. And so I started my academy, Airstrike Passing Academy, and I've helped anybody from youth, middle school, high school, college, even Pro Bowl quarterbacks, such as like a guy like Kirk Cousins. So I've been fortunate to be able to be around people and seeing all the development of quarterbacks on all levels that you can imagine. So what I try to do, especially now that the game has changed, the game of football has changed into a passing game. So my biggest focus is on the skill development within the passing game. And so everything from throwing mechanics, footwork, and decision-making, all those things. And I'm in the state of Florida. I cover about 22 counties now within the state. So it's a ton of football year-round. Obviously, a lot of people know the talent that's in the state of Florida. Well, from year to year, whether it's high school, college, pro, pro teams, you see the talent level here and it's growing and it's growing every year. But I really felt like back then that there was something that was needed, especially within where the game was going from throwing the football that I could help out uh, young men with, especially in those areas with decision making. Those decision making things that are in football obviously can help you throughout your everyday life. They can equate to that because a lot of times football is really just the game of life on a 100-yard field. So it's really been exciting for me. I felt very fortunate to be able to work with the young men throughout the years, and it's continued to grow. And I've been having a lot of fun with it because it's something that I'm really passionate about, that I've had experience and, and I've gained wisdom and understanding throughout the last couple of decades. So it's been a really blessed and fortunate ordeal that I've taken on. And it's something I'm very passionate about as far as being a quarterback. And you mentioned having fun and being passionate about it. I think those two things are something that's very important when you have a business, because in a healthy economy, you might be getting business because it's just a great time of year, but or a great economic environment. In today's environment with inflation and the stock market being very volatile and just this interest rates, there's so much uncertainty that people are holding back on their spending. And as a business owner, you have to maybe do things differently. And it's not necessarily as easy to bring in business sometimes. And so I think for people that are listening to the show that are business owners or considering to be a business owner, look at what it is that, that you're looking to provide to your customer base, a service or a product. And are you having fun with that? Are you passionate about who you're looking to serve? And if you're not, then that can be problematic because it's harder to get excited every single day and be disciplined and do the right things and have the energy to focus on those tasks to grow your business. So I think it's great that you know, you're excited every day. I mean, I've known you for a long time and it's definitely an area that you're passionate about. And I mean, even with my business, there's been highs and lows, especially with COVID and us having to adapt and navigate. But one of the things that keeps me going, as I know that it does with you too, is that you're excited about what it is you do and the things that you provide into the marketplace, the customers that you serve, the value you bring. And I think that's so important. 
Yeah, I think you nailed it. You know, that's one of the greatest things about the game of football. No matter what team, how your team's doing, what team you're rooting for, no matter what their record is, there's always an element of the unknown of what can happen. And that's one of the things that makes football such a great sport because, you know, whether it's a playoff game, Super Bowl, a regular season, there's always the unknown on every single play whether you're a quarterback or safety, whatever the position is, there's always the unknown of what can happen. And that, to me, is a very, very exciting thing about even though you have this game plan, you're going to execute it, you're going to trust the process through it, but there's always the unknown. And those are the situations that allow you to grow as a person, business, you name it. So it's one of the things that I really enjoy is that because you're always going to have to equate for that little aspect of your life and you got to be able to adapt and adjust like you said and those little adjustments and little adaptation are part of one of the beautiful things about being unique and having the wisdom and understanding that you have as a person and something else you made me think about as we talk about uncertainty so most people on the show or listening to the show don't necessarily know that i'm also a real estate agent and as we're going into this current market there's a lot of talk about how it's going to be very slow from a real estate standpoint and how you're going to see a lot of agents exit the business because there were a lot of people that got into it because it was easy to get into and the market was so hot. And so for me going into this year, I'm actually embracing, I'm looking forward to the unknown and saying, okay, how do I step up my game so that I can continue to do business in that particular domain, aside from all the career stuff that I do with people in the branding, but those who really love what they do and who are excited about their day-to-day, they embrace the challenges. They look forward to it and they look at how do they take themselves to the next level so that they can continue to achieve success. Get around the head. I agree with just about everything you said. To me, it's a wonderful journey and it's part of the journey. Like you're going to have peaks and you're going to have valleys and that's just part of it. And the thing that I try to encourage people to do is just embrace it. Embrace the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows and take it as all learning. They're all good. They're all learning experiences. They're all good for you. Even when things don't go your way, still have a positive outlook that, look, this is a learning experience and I'm going to grow through this and I'm going to grow through this to be better than I was yesterday. And I think that's so important, especially in uncertain times like this, of having that mentality, that mindset that I'm going to look at how I can grow from this experience and get better. And instead of, I feel like so many people just focus on the negative component of whatever has happened. And when you do that, you just get stuck and you're not moving the ball forward. You're not dominating the game. You're just there. And you're oftentimes projecting that negative energy onto other people. So then they're also in this negative state, which I just really want to challenge those people listening to think about that, especially this year, what is the energy that you're putting off to your sphere, whether it's online, whether it's people you interact with day to day, because that energy is infectious. Oh, no doubt. So we're going to take a very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear more insights from Chris. And we're also going to get into the two minute drill. Hey, have you moved the ball in your own life today? If you're working toward your dream job, a new personal record, or a bigger salary, you need a plan to consistently make progress. That's why I wrote Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. These books are packed with strategy and easy to implement tips on gaining clarity of your goals, developing your own personalized playbook for success, pushing your boundaries of comfortability, and really elevating and dominating. 
Go to www.dominateandmove.com and enter code DOMINATE2023 for a 20% discount on the bundle. And all books are signed copies as well. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, Chris, we're going to get into the two-minute drill, and then we'll just have a few other topics to talk about afterwards, and we'll close the show. Are you ready? I'll do my best. (laughs) I think you'll do just fine. All right. The first question is, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, that's a good one. I would say I am a teacher of life. I try to speak with a lot of wisdom and understanding. So teaching, wisdom, understanding is three of the things I like for people to understand that that's something that I try to perpetuate throughout life and other people as well. And since this is the first two minute drill of the season, I always change up topics. The reason I like this question is because I think we all need to know, like, what is the brand? What is the value we're looking to achieve? How do we want people to think of us? And so I like to hear what people say are their three words or their things that they use to describe themselves, because the things that you should be doing on a day to day basis should be consistent with those things as well and giving off that impression to other people. The next question is, what is one thing that most people don't know about you? I am ambidextrous. So I grew up being able to throw right and left-handed. Nice. Not many people can do that. So that's a great skill to have for sure. Would you rather be the world champion of your sport or the CEO of a billion-dollar company and why? I would say uh, world champion of a sport because of the people. To me, that's one of the beautiful things about sports is understanding the ups and downs and ebbs and flows, as we discussed. It's one of the things I I love being around people and helping people and understanding that life is not about you. And it's about encouraging others, helping others. That, to me, is what winning a championship in your sport allows you to do. Great answer. What book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? Well, as far as books, I read the Bible every day and I'm in the book of Proverbs now. So that's always the book I start with. Obviously, I have tons of other books that I read through, but there's the one consistent, one common book. The one thing I am consistent about reading every day is the Bible. Great answer, as always. Next question is, if you could have any song that's played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? It's definitely going to have to be a Michael Jackson song. So any Michael Jackson song, really, I could choose so many, but it has to be a Michael Jackson song for sure. Okay, I'm going to remember that. Next question is, what would your next career move be if you were guaranteed to succeed? Ooh, that's tough. It would have to be still something that involves in coaching and sports. Yeah, so just because I, I love helping young men, especially in the sport, obviously in the sport of football, to help progress and to become better young men in their communities, in whatever they decide to do, whether they become a mayor, commissioner, you name it. Something that sports allows, in my opinion, to do is to help people grow into becoming more and helping them with that stepping stone for them to have a career in something else. You have 24 hours and a private plane that will take you anywhere. Where are you going? I would probably go to Israel. I haven't been there. It's one of the places I want to go because I want to do the whole go to Jerusalem, Damascus, you name it. I'll probably go there because there's so much wisdom. There's so much knowledge that I definitely would. It'll be a trip unlike no other for sure. Great choice. And I've always heard amazing feedback or comments from people that have done that trip. Definitely something that I'd like to do one day as well. All right. My last question, the bonus question is M&M's, plain or peanut? Ooh, 
Peanut. I love peanut butter. So yeah. that I do know. <laughs> so as we're looking to close the show, something that I know that you're big on too is leadership. And I think it's important for us to, again, remember that moving the ball is not just about us. It's about what you can do for other people. And to do that, you have to be a great leader and an impactful one. And so when you look at leadership, what are some of the things that you think make a great leader? Well, I think you got to having the experience, somebody that really looks to understand others. I think that's really important within leadership. Wisdom comes with that. Experience comes with that. So someone that's willing to not necessarily, you don't have to agree with everybody, but you look to understand their life story, their walk of life so that you can better communicate with them. I think great leaders are able to communicate with everyone. And that's through understanding, you know, not being stuck in your own ways, obviously having core values that you believe in, but being willing to be able to understand and listen to people. I think communication and listening is uh, probably the two of the things that I try to do better every day with leadership. And so those two qualities, I think, are something that everybody can do better every day. I think those are two great points because listening is not just listening for listening's sake. It's really listening to understand. And when I think about the great leaders that I've had to interact with in my career and just in business dealings, they really do genuinely care and want to understand other people's perspectives and what they have to say. It's not just about being quiet so someone can talk. It's trying to understand that person's perspective and where they're coming from. I think there's a difference between listening to respond and listening to understand. And I think that's something that everybody can do better at is listening to understand someone and not listening to respond. And if anything, one thing that I've learned that if somebody can take as a tidbit is be the last to speak. And I think that's, that has really helped me become a better listener so that I can understand better, so that I can communicate better as well. I like that. And listening and communication go hand in hand and being able to communicate with people of different styles, the people that listen to understand do that well because they know different personalities. They know how to communicate and interact with those people so that they can have more effective conversations and lead more effectively. Yeah, I think one thing that people that we forget sometimes in society is that we're a lot more alike. We have more in common than we do differences. And if you allow yourself to listen more, that you will see that, oh, me and this person, we have a lot more in common than we do. Yes, we have some differences in in our thought process. And maybe there's a value here or there that we may disagree with, which is fine. But understanding their life story, their walk, and being able to communicate that to say, hey, I understand what you're saying. Have you ever considered this? And I think the question, the key question to me that I always ask in my conversation is, What do you mean by that? I think if everyone just took the time to ask that, instead of trying to respond, just ask somebody as they're talking, okay, what do you mean by that? You will gain so much more wisdom, so much more understanding about that person, about their situation. And you will see that you two have so much more in common than you didn't know before you had the conversation. I really like that. I think that's a great suggestion. Now, one other thing that I wanted to talk with you about before we end the show is NIL and the college football landscape and how that has changed with the introduction of name, image, and likeness structure or permissions now that the NCAA granted a year and a half ago. What is your views on that? There's still a lot of unknowns and people talk about how it's going to change. But from what you've seen, how has that changed for the good and for the bad of college football? 
Well, I think the NIL is still in its infancy. And when something's this new, and I think you have to allow people the freedom to make mistakes so that you can understand it more and know what bylaws and regulations are required. So I think the longer that it's going on, because a lot of people like to say it's the wild, wild west and this, and that it's going to be that way. I think every type of bylaw and regulation that any government body has, there was at some point where there was freedom for people to make those mistakes before it became a law. So I think it's, again, it's still in its infancy. I think it's only going to get better as the NCAA and different parties begin to make regulations. And the thing that I would like to see personally is things put in to protect the players' financial future and obviously to maintain order when it comes to collectives and schools so that everyone involved is protected and it's safe. It has integrity involved and it's helping young men grow for their future because not everybody even that signs in an NIL deal is going to play professional football. So to have these young men have this opportunity to have their financial future set to where when they do graduate, that they can go and start a business. They can go and put that money into maybe going to a different college to be a doctor, to be a surgeon, so forth and so on. So I think, again, it's in its infancy. I think it'll get better as time goes. And I like how you talk about having financial protections in place because I think that's important too. And I was actually, I'll just have to share real quickly. I had a player reach out to me recently that said, hey, I've got some NIL money and I'm looking to invest it instead of just spend it. Can you help give me some thoughts on where I should put it? Now, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a CFP. So that's not my area of expertise. So I put him in touch with someone that I thought could help him there. But I think it's great. They're thinking about, okay, I have an opportunity now to get paid, but let's not just blow it on things. Let me invest this or put it away for my future success. Yeah, I think financial literacy is something that could be put in to where these young men are who are getting this financial advantage in a lot of ways. So they start to understand what they can do with the money, what they can begin to start a process of, okay, this is what I want to do with my future. This is the way I want to go. So I think financial literacy is huge as far as moving forward. I'm hoping the bylaws and regulations require players to be more financially literate because it's, it's really, really important moving forward because as we know, injuries happen, people have career changing paths. And again, it's for their financial future. And I think it's a great way. It really is a blessing for a lot of these men to have some type of financial backing for when they do go to the next step and the next career move in their life. Absolutely. So Chris, as we look to end our show, let people know how can they stay in touch with you? How can they follow all the great stuff you're doing with Airstrike Passing Academy? Like, Just let us know where you at on social media. Airstrikepassing.com is my website. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Anybody can message me, DM me if they have any questions. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. From day to day, I'll be working with quarterbacks and Anybody that wants to go on my feed can look up and see the progress that young men are having from day to day. So it's a very exciting time. It's the start of a great off season right now. And we're going to prepare guys for spring ball, big summer, and we'll be back to fall ball before we know it. And any last thoughts for our listeners? Oh, I think for the most part, you and I hit on everything. I think what you said that having a need to understand others is huge in life. And you learn so much more about yourself the more you learn about other people and you start to see that through communication, through introspection and through those experiences that you gain a lot more wisdom and you gain a lot more understanding 
of life. So those are things that have stuck with me through and throughout. And I've been very fortunate to have great parents to teach me those values. So I've been very, very blessed. And to be able to come on things like your podcast and others as well to share that information has been a real blessing for me. Well, you've definitely shared some great nuggets today and you always do a fantastic job. So I appreciate you being with us today and joining the show. All right. Thanks, Jan. Appreciate you. And thanks again to everyone for listening. Go check out Chris's social links. We'll have those in the show notes. You can connect with him there. Reach out if you have any questions. If you like today's episode, please share it with someone else who you think would find the show to be of value. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. And also, if you have not already done so, be sure that you follow the podcast so you're always in the know and never miss an episode. Alrighty. Thank you again for listening today. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.